This episode is recorded at Rock Money Media in Covina, California. This episode is brought to you by Apish, premium cannabis brand. Follow them on Instagram at apish underscore OG. Website www.apish.com. Let's go ape shit. Let me give you some dating advice. Are you looking for a special place for a special person for a special date? Well, take them to Garden Bar and Grill located in La Habra and Pico Rivera. Good food, good service. Be there. Podcast, guys. Woo! 
go. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. How amazing is that song? I mean, for me, when I hear that song or any kind of good worship song, it just puts you in just a good mood. It gets you pumped up and people always trip out because I said it before, when I'm, at, when I'm at the gym, I got my I got my headphones on and I'm pumped up. I got my energy drink my protein bar, I got my worship music in my headphones, Beats by Dre, and um, sometimes when I'm working out, like if I'm in a treadmill, like it's just a habit, I put my hands in the air and you know, I surrender and I'm the guy in the treadmill just like, people probably look at me, what's this weird guy doing with his hands? It just, I get in the zone at the gym and I this, this music just gets me, gets me excited. And I know some of you are in the car or at the gym right now or in your cubicle, and you're a man, it's a jam. It, 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 it really is a good, it's a good song, guys. And I'm going to put out a playlist on Spotify so you guys can all listen to my, my bangers. I went to, um last weekend, I went to Bakersfield. You know, I was there for the weekend. I always told my chick, I go, anytime I go to a new church, it don't, it don't make a difference. Any kind of new church. You know, people look at me at a certain way, and I get it. I never played the victim of how I look as far as tattoos, shaved head, the way I dress, all that. Like, I ne- like when I drove back in the days, I have, I have my locs on, have my shaved head, and have tattoos on the neck or on the head, and I got pulled over. I never complained. My mom always said, you look like a duck, you talk like a duck, you're a duck. I mean, I don't know I don't know what that means, but I was a duck. And I never complained. I couldn't get in bars, I couldn't get in clubs. Cause back then we're talking about like the early two thousands, late ninety nine like late nineties. It wasn't very common to have tattoos everywhere. So when I couldn't get into a club or to a bar. I didn't complain. Like, okay, I can't get in. Like, I look fucking, I'm all tatted up. Like, I get it. I never complained. I went to my chick's church. And I always told her, man. Man. Every time I go to a new church. People just want to, like, pray over me. 
like predators. I call them pre predators. Predators. They just want to wanna pray over me right away. Oh, look at that guy. Look at that guy. Let's pray over him. I can't. I want to lay my hands on this guy and pray for him because this guy, I, I could tell the way he looks that he needs prayers. This guy needs to get saved. He needs to get baptized because he's going to hell fire. That's what I believe they're thinking in their head when they see me. I go to my chick's church. Cool church. Cool church. When you walk, I mean, from, from, from outside looking in, when you're looking at the outside of this church, it doesn't look like a, a very nice church cosmetic-wise. This church is beating up. Beating up. It needs a paint job. It needs landscaping. It needs a lot of things. It has a broken window in the front of the church. And then when you go inside, um, it looks really nice. They renovated it. It's a nice church. Good furniture. It's not a bad looking church. And then you start seeing the people there. The fellowship. The people that go to this church. And some of them look beat up. It's like they've been through some things. But then when you, and, and, and you start judging. And you start looking at these people and it's like, man, like, if it wasn't at a church, if I, it, it, it goes for like victory outreaches too. Like if I wasn't at a church and I was just at a, at a regular place with these, with these people, I'm going to judge them right away. Like, wow, these guys, you know, they've been through some things and I'm saying that nicely. Hide my wallet. Tuck my chain in. But then when you talk to these people, they're amazing. Nicest people you're going to meet and they're genuine and they really want what's good for you. And it remind me of the church. Church is beating up outside. You go inside, it's brand new. Just like the fellowship there, the people you're looking at. Yeah, they might look beat up and they've been through some things, but you know, they got saved and inside them, Boy, they brand new again. Are they brand new? They got renovated. God made the inside brand new. But no matter what, you know, um, they prayed over me. The pastor goes, hey, Rocky, you know, he's praying over me. And he's going, um, have you ever set through Jesus in your life? He's trying to save me, you know? I go, yeah, I have. Hallelujah. Amen. Some guy in the background, I, um, he wasn't hearing what the pastor was telling me. He goes, hey, can I, can I talk to you in this private room over here? I go, sure. Me and my chick follow him to the private room. He has me a, 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 a brand new, he goes, you know, God told me. God told me it, um, if you get saved today and you gave yourself the life, if you, if you went up to the altar, God told me to give you, give you this Bible. And, like, and once again, he didn't hear the conversation I'm having. Like, I, I've been saved. Thank God. He goes, and, and the Bible is really, I almost like, I almost want to tell him, because I do have, I have a couple of Bibles. I almost say, you know what, bro? I, but I didn't want to rain on his parade. He goes, God told me to give you this Bible if you went to the altar. 
I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks. And then he goes telling me like, look, you're like, this Bible is amazing. You might want, and, and this is what everybody will, will, will tell you. You might want to start with the gospel. And I believe the God, those that don't know what the gospel is, I believe the gospel is four books. I think it's Matthew, Luke, um, John, and there's another one, Mark. Or it, it, there's four gospels, and the gospel is, is when Jesus is talking, pretty much. Well, the writing is red. And I, I want to say that's a gospel. You want to correct me? I'm going to go, go ahead. But everybody says, start. And, he, and, he, and he's telling me how to read the Bible and where to start from. And I didn't want to rain on his parade because he means well. And in my head, I go, like, I know how to read the Bible. I know where to start from. A lot of us don't know where to start. You know, we start. There's no, I don't believe there, there's a, a certain way you should start the Bible. They, obviously, they want you to read the gospel because they want you to know Jesus first and what he went through and who he is. And I get that. But you can start with Genesis. Now, these are all starting with Genesis. And he's telling me this thing. And I, and I feel like saying, like, man, like, I, I know how to read the Bible. Like, I got my own Bible. And all these things are going through my head. But I'm like, he means well. And if he's saying God's telling him that, then that's, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think God was telling him to, to tell me that. I just think, like, he was... He was in the zone, the music was on, and he wanted to just bless me with the Bible and give me a word. But like I felt like he he like he judged me too right away. Like he he assumed that I never read the Bible before and I didn't know how to read the Bible and that I needed a Bible. And that's cool, I guess. It's it, it just something that always happens to me when I go to a new church as a visitor. And we could go on and on and on about strangers that don't know you. They judge you. They talk about you. You could never do enough things to impress them. You know, especially on social social media is something else. Like people get really, really brave. Now I don't. I don't even want to use the word brave. But people get. People blunt out things on social media, on comments that they shouldn't be saying, that they wouldn't say in real life. And people get, the word I'm looking for is people are get very rude. Get very rude and very blunt on social media. You could be somebody, and we've seen this before. You could be somebody, and let's say in the morning, you wake up, you're in a good mood, and you say, man, today's going to be a blessed day. I could tell today is going to be a really good day for me. You're excited in the morning and you post this on your story or you post it on one of your posts. You do a picture and you post it and that's your caption. A freaking accident happens and you pass away. Somebody could pass away on the freeway on the way to work or whatever it is. You get an accident and you die, you pass away. But that was the last post you did, and it's on there. And your caption says that. Today's going to be a blessed day. It's going to be a good day. And then people find out you pass away. People are saying, rest in peace, rest in peace, RIP. Here we go now, the whole thing. But there's going to be a few people, some maybe fake pages or whatever they are, and say, ha, huh, I guess today wasn't a good day after all, huh? Like some stupid things like, and that's what we see on social. That's how toxic social media is. 
people actually leave these comments on there. Like, bro, I don't get people anymore. Social media got people just talking a different way on some rude stuff. Talking about people you don't even know them. And you're you don't follow them. You're you you just went to that went to that post just to put that comment. I have this friend, Rezo. You guys know Rezo. Was on no lanes for a little bit. Came on Raffle Boy page. Not only a friend of the show, but a friend in general. Just a good dude. Last week, he was doing a raffle with his buddy Hood Santa. You know the charity raffle, doing good deeds. He's on live. People are conversating on the live. One person asked on the live, "Hey, I thought you were part of Rock Money Media. I thought you were a raffle boy." He replies on the live. Not knowing that we could see the live. He didn't know we were on. I wasn't on. I believe G-Money or somebody was on live. They pre-recorded this video and sent it to us. They asked him. I thought you were Rock Money Media. I thought you were Raffle Boys. He replies. Oh, this ain't that kind of raffle. This is for charity. I've been doing raffle before raffle fools. Not even raffle boys. Before raffle fools. And the way he said it, I replayed this video. I replayed this video to make sure I'm seeing and I'm hearing this correctly. And he downplayed us and he almost was talking bad about us as a friend. And when we say friend, and we talked after that, I don't want to get into the whole conversation, but we did talk after. I told him what I seen, what I saw, what I heard. I didn't like it. He apologized, said he didn't mean it to come out that way. And he apologized. And I could take that apology. And that's all you could do. You either take the apology or you don't. I took it. Still my friend. But what kind of friend are you, anybody, if you're talking behind your friend's back? And I'm guilty of this as well. I'm, I think we're all guilty to getting caught up in the gossip, the cheese man. What kind of friend are you you're not a real friend if you're if you're if, like you could be a, the best friend, you could be a good friend in person when that person is by you and next to you and with you. But that doesn't mean anything if you're not the same friend when that person isn't around you. It doesn't mean nothing. If you don't have the same energy for that friend, when they're not around you, when they can't hear you, when they can't see you, and they, they don't know what you're talking about, if you can't keep that same energy, are you really a good friend? 
You know, we look at Jesus, and when I read the Bible, and you hear disciples, and you know, Peter, when we talk about Peter, like I, I picture Peter as being Jesus. I, I picture him that, that that's Jesus' best friend. The writer died, homie. Peter is like in my eyes, that's like Jesus' best friend. He's down for Jesus. When they try to capture Jesus, he pulled out his sword. I'm gonna die for Jesus. I'm gonna fight for him. I'm gonna kill this guy for Jesus. Jesus right next to him. How often do we see that with our own homies? They're with you. They're from your neighborhood. I got your back, my boy. I got your back. Like the Peter vibe. The Peter energy. I got your back. I'll stab this fool for you. But then they go behind your back. And they gossip and talk about you. I've seen that and, and I've seen that many times. And I know different neighborhoods, different gangs, and there's no such thing as a special gang. All homies gossip. All homies turn their back. It seems like a lot of homies turn their back on other homies. Peter. What did he do about Jesus? Jesus got caught up. And the thing about Jesus, he knew who he chilled with. He knew who his homies were, what they were really about. He even told Peter, he go, no. Because Peter's time, I got your back. I, I, I got you. I got your back, Jesus. And Jesus, like, no, you don't. No, homie, I know you. You're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny. No, I'm, I'm not going to deny. You're going to deny me three times. He knew who he was chilling with. Peter, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. I know you. So when Jesus isn't around, what does Peter do? Denies him once, denies him twice, denies him three times. Who are you? What kind, of friend, what kind of friend are you when your friends ain't around? Are you engaging in a gossip? Are you engaging on achievement in a negative talk? And I'm not saying when somebody's talking about your friend, you need to step up and pull out the sword. Like Peter, you don't, Jesus says, don't do that. You don't, I'm not saying you don't do all that. Because what I always say, my friend's enemy is not my enemy. And I really believe in that. Some homies have the enemy for stupid reasons. So Peter denied him three times. All you got to do is walk out of the room. When somebody's talking about your friend, you don't have to engage in it. Just walk away. Leave that room. You shouldn't be in that room when they're talking about your friend. Are you a Peter? And when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, we're all saying, oh, Peter, that fool's not down. We, and, and when we read the Bible, we look at these characters. We look at these people in the Bible and we're saying, wow, if that was me, I would have stood up for Jesus. But would you really? 
Would you really? Because you're probably the same guy talking about your friend that you're with yesterday that you're going to be with tomorrow. But you're talking about that person. Are you a Peter? Maybe you're not a Peter. Maybe you're a Thomas. Are you a Thomas? Thomas the doubter? Maybe you're a Thomas who doubted Jesus. He wanted proof. They call him Thomas the Doubter. Are you that friend? Did your friend have a new business? Oh, that business is going to make it. He don't know anything about that business. He's not going to make it. Are you that doubter friend? Low-key hating on the side? Low-key hating like Thomas. Your friend got a new girlfriend, a new boyfriend. Oh, they're not going to make it work. That fool's a cheater. That fool's selfish. He, he doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't know how to be in a relationship. They're toxic. Are you the doubter? And you want to see until they get married and so on and live happily. And they go, oh, you know, it did work out. Are you the doubter? Are you a Thomas that Loki hates and all your friends and everything you do? You don't say it out loud, but Loki, you're hating. Are you a Thomas as a friend? Like I said, we read the Bible and we read these people about Thomas. We read about Peter. We read about all these things and we go, oh my God, and we judge them. But maybe you're the same way. Are you the same way? Who am I talking to right now? We need to be more like a Jonathan. What Jonathan was to David. A ride or die homie. He had his he had David's back when David wasn't even in the room. He had his back to his friend against his own dad because he knew his dad's song was wrong. He knew his dad's song was, was plotting to kill David. Was talking mean things about David, gossiping about David. He said, No, Dad. He said, David is my friend. He had David's back when David wasn't even, even in the room. We need to be more like Jonathan. And I'm guilty of these things too. A lot of these podcasts, I'm just talking to myself. I've done that. You, some of you have heard me talking about my friends and then see me chill with them the next day. I've done that. And when I see that friend, my, my, my whole energy is off. I'm acting weird. Because I know what I did was wrong. And now I'm chewing them. I know I look dumb. I look silly. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to. I don't want to hate on my friend's business. I don't want to hate on the relationship. I want to be a good friend. I don't want to talk about my friends when they're not around. I've done it. You guys know. You know I've done it. Recognize the problem and fix it. And if you have a friend and when they're around, and I have friends like this, and when you're chilling with this friend, they're always talking and gossiping about the other friends that ain't there in the room. Oh, bro, did you hear about this fool? Oh, hear about that? Hear about this girl? And they're always talking negative vibes about the other friends. 
let me tell you something right now, guys. If they're talking about those friends when they're not around, trust me when I say this. When you are not around and you are not in the room, they are talking. That person is talking about you. 100%. They are talking about you. We need to be more like Jesus. And we need to know what kind of... Jesus knew who he surrounded himself with. He knew his friends. He knew his friends better than they want to admit that they know their own selves. Peter thought he was a solid friend. He thought he was their friend. So, no, I got you. Jesus said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You know, we have friends, some friends that are married, and, you know, they cheat on they cheat on their spouse. Like a man, he'll cheat on his wife, the mother of his kids. And when we look at that, and we got to see, we got to just see who are friends who are, like, we got to take them for what they are. And if this man is cheating on his wife, the, the, you know, the, the mother that takes care of his kids when he's not around and he don't respect her, he's not loyal to her. Do you think he's going to have respect for you? Do you think he's going to be a loyal friend to you? And if you say yeah, then you bumped your head. Would it be more like Jesus? And we need to know who our friends are and who we associate ourselves with. Lord, I want to be more like you. Make me more like you. Let me recognize my friends, the friends who want to see me do good and not bad and not be toxic and not gossip and not be talked behind my back. Make me more like you. No music, lift those hands. More like you. Can you sing to Jesus tonight? Can you sing to Jesus tonight? I want to be like you. God, I wanna be more like you. Oh, oh, God, I wanna be more like you. More like you. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him.